0: John Jensen, right here on the radio. Um, Going to talk about the New York debate last night for the U.S. Senate. That represents New York, obviously. Um, let's talk about it from some different angles. I thought it was very revealing, both in what it did or did not do. Um, let's talk about the, 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 just the tone of it all. I know that seems petty. But it's not really. It was refreshing. I'll explain. I watched all three presidential debates. And I think all of us can agree, if you watch them, that the lack of civility, the tone, the I'll call it the unprofessionalism of it all, bothered us. Like it's one thing to have a dialogue. It's one thing to have an exchange. It's one thing to disagree. It's another thing just to be – petulant or rude or petty or personal so i was watching this last night in new york debate and i thought both schumer and long handle themselves very well they are respectful of each other and to me for someone who applauds the process piece of things i appreciate that because to me that's why we have gridlock in washington We don't have it because we disagree. We've always disagreed. That's what distinctions in parties means. That's fine. But Reagan, Tip O'Neill, Clinton, Newt Gingrich, they found a way to get things done. They found a way to coexist. They found a way to to move legislation through and to work with a president. Nobody prior to Obama – was an ideologue who stood there and said no my way only and that's that's just not right and then as you get more partisan and 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 more obstructionist personal it just goes bad and here we sit in the election of 2016 and all of us i think probably three-quarters of the american population i think what the poll said wants a different path we want to – we don't like the direction we're going. So to me, the tone of last night is important because to fix things moving forward, which is always going to be my, 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 my case, you need to have a civility, a tone. You have to be able to explain things. This is why I decided this, and this is why I believe it's right. may not agree or disagree, but I want you to know where it came from. And why I decided that way. Judge me on that outcome. That's what politicians have to do. Or this is why I decided it. This is why we're or against it. This is why I'm not going to be supporting it. Judge me on the value. Okay? And then elections have consequences. You know, that's when, that's when they matter. We like or don't like the results of what politicians do. Therefore, we pull the lever and support them, or we pull the lever and change them. That's overly simplistic, but that's literally the one action we have that controls our fate, their fate, because they're, they're intertwined. So now let's get into some, some, some substance a little bit, because one of the things that needed to come out from last night, and again, just full disclosure, I am running John Jensen – I'm running as a write-in candidate for the U.S. Senate from New York as a protest vote against Chuck Schumer. That does not mean I am necessarily for Wendy Long. It does not mean I am a GOP or a Democrat in and of itself. What do I mean by that? I was asked last night, you know, protest vote against what? Against both of them? And basically my answer was yes, but for different reasons. He's been there 18 years and has done nothing but damage to the state of New York. And she, a short version, can't articulate well-thought-out positions on how she'd want to solve things. So he is definitely the problem. She is not the answer. That's kind of my take on it. Because part of the things that needed to happen last night was a true distinction of – what he would do differently to fix New York. Again, from the outside, he's not the governor. He's the U.S. senator. But at the U.S. level, at a federal level, senators have an impact. They have a right to discuss the global umbrella that we have to operate under. And then all the states have to just abide by those rules. So his job in in my taking of it, was to defend why he would be better moving forward. I don't believe he did that. I think he was the the status quo. I think he's what I've done is what I've done, and what I've done is what I'll do. You know, and this is who I am. Vote for me because I'm a kid from Brooklyn. Okay. Disagree completely. Chuck Schumer is, period the end, a 41-year career politician. He's an elitist establishment career politician. He is someone for the last 18 years in the U.S. Senate has been there for every dollar of the $19.5, $20 trillion in national debt of spending. He loves big government. He loves open borders. He loves high taxes. He loves education at the federal level. He loves everything that's more money, more investment. I love that, that code name. You know, Let's invest in infrastructure. The term invest means spend money. They just don't want to say spend money because it makes them sound sloppy and loose. Invest. Oh, like they're responsible now. It's the same word. They want to spend money they don't have. That's what deficit spending means. Okay. So I refuse to give him a pass on that because the status quo is the current direction. I'll go back to an earlier comment. Three-quarters of the American people believe we're headed in the wrong direction. If we're heading the wrong direction, why would you stay the course? You ever drive your car around and you're a little lost? There are a couple smart moves. Pull over. Call a friend. Pull over. Check a map. Pull over. Fire up a GPS. Hell, turn around. But if you believe you're lost and you just continue down that path and keep driving and you believe you're even more lost – but you just keep driving, you just end up getting to somewhere you don't want to be. Change course. But here's the problem last night. Wendy Long, who has been completely MIA, missing in action, this entire election process. Now, granted, when you're in New York and you're going down a three-term incumbent, who's raised $22 million, and you raise 156000 you have no shot. That doesn't buy you a lot of airtime in New York. It doesn't buy you a lot of goodwill. It doesn't get you a lot of votes. Short of being on a sign with Trump underneath Trump Pence, I have not literally heard her voice until last night when the debate started. It's the first time I heard – and I'm in New York, and I'm highly active in politics. So think about that. I'm the guy that's trying to listen. I'm the guy that's actively searching to listen. I'm the guy that pays attention, not tunes out. You can call me, you know, be an idiot for doing that, but that's just, that's just how I'm built. This means stuff to me. This is how you fix things. This is the process. She hasn't been trying, is my opinion. And then last night starts. And she starts to talk. It's the first time I've got to hear actually articulate. And here's the problem. And this is, this is one of my biggest frustrations in this election cycle. Sometimes the people who have the right policies and the right message can't message it meaning they can't sell it they can't articulate it if you go back to reagan one of his wonderful qualities was the ability to get us to understand what he wanted to do i think mike pence has a little bit of that in him bill clinton surely did Barack obama definitely did now forget whether you like or disagree with the politics skip that piece of it for a second you have to have a messenger who can articulate the position and make it palatable, sellable, real, how does it affect you? If you want to talk trade and wonkiness and imbalances, bah, what does that mean to me? What, how does that change my world, our life, my families, my kids, affect my job, my community? Because that's kind of how we the mass population, the Main Street people. That's how we think. And the more she talked, the more one I thought she was ill-prepared. If this—if you knew this was coming, why weren't you ready? If you knew what his policy decisions were historically, why weren't you ready to spin it back on him? She also did something, and it was refreshing, but it's also just a little defeatist she actually answered the question that he asked her and that's not in a in a a debate scenario typically what candidates will do they typically will spin the question answer a question they want to answer not the question they were asked so although i applaud her for actually answering the questions it put her in some really awkward positions because kind of he got what he wanted to get and she lost by default She was not nearly as prepared, articulate as he was. But again, he is a career politician. It's a little like a Hillary-Trump comparison. She's been there for 30 years and has groomed herself for this literally split second in time. He's been at this for about 15 months, and he's winging it. So he's going to make some goofs and gaffs. And that's a little how, how Schumer and Long played out last night. You know, he was extremely polished, had an answer for everything. And she didn't have a way to go get him because she wasn't ready and articulate. And that's not a knock on her as a person, or by the way, him as a person. Um, someone after the debate reached out and was like, you know, oh, why, why are you against Schumer? He's a really good man. Well, that might be true. Let's assume that's true. I would want that to be true. He could be a great father, great husband, okay, good man, etc. That's not what I'm judging him on. I'm looking for a leader. I'm looking for a U.S. senator. That's what I'm looking for. And on that merit, for the last 18 years, I can rattle off a list of things he's done against New York. I don't have a list what he's done that's helped New York from my definition by the way like if you want big bloated government he's your guy if you want to pay higher taxes he's your guy if you like deficit spending he's your guy if you like all the epic fail that Obamacare is he's your guy if you want open borders and lack of security that comes with it He's your guy. If you want open borders, which allows immigration on a mass level, which dilutes the labor pool and hurts wages for the lower middle class, he's your guy. I can keep going. But that's my point. There are so many things he's done poorly, but he wasn't held accountable for. And that's not really on him because his job is to spin himself in a positive light. It was her job to go get them on the merits, and I don't think that happened very well at all. But again, it's all about choices, right? All about choices. But the the first step in a choice, and this is what I didn't hear last night, was a distinction. Because what she should have said was, you're for higher taxes, which will hurt the economy – And I'm for lower taxes, which will help the economy. You're for the status quo of big government, and I'm not, which will help Main Street. You take all your money from Wall Street and outside New York donors. I represent Main Street and the average New Yorker, and I'm willing to fight that fight for them, etc. Clear, distinct, bullet point, tangible, real, factual... Because coming out of last night, now we kind of have it in our skull where they stand. Well, we don't really because they didn't kind of cover that. But let's skip that for a second. There should be distinctions between the two. Or a third distinction, which is neither one of them appealed to me. So now what? Where are my priorities? Now, I will speak for me. There, to me, there are six things that New Yorkers truly need to, to, to hinge on to because it drives the future of our of our state. The economy, immigration, national security, education, criminal justice, inner city poverty. Those six. For our state, those six are Now it comes down to priorities. Which of those is the biggest to you? And which candidate can address it better? Because to me, if you're voting for an incumbent because they're an incumbent, that's a really sad day. Vote for an incumbent because they represent you well, because they've achieved things for you, because they be- you believe that the results speak for themselves. That's a good vote, no matter where you stand politically, by the way. But sometimes you have to understand, you know what? What I'm getting isn't worth it. I need to change. I need a new direction of leadership. Now the question becomes, is that change, in this case Long, is she worth that vote? Right now I still don't know. She can't articulate it. She's – true. her words, not mine. She's more conservative than she was four years ago. Um, Really? One, not really sure how that's possible. But number two is because you attach yourself to the name Trump does not necessarily mean you've changed philosophically to be more conservative. And that's also not a reason you should be elected. Like I don't have a a reason right now, and I am historically – just full disclosure, I'm historically GOP. I'm a Republican conservative, more pragmatic though. Because again, just like fixnation.com says, I'm a solution based thinker. <clears throat> it's why I started this about five years ago. Because I was so frustrated with government. I wanted change in government. I wanted them to deal in real time with the problems we have and solve them. I'm so completely sick and tired of people kicking the can down the road and not looking into the camera and saying entitlements are out of control we need to resolve them they'll be bankrupt in 13 years so for the elderly for everyone underneath them and for the future generations we need to fix it now and get on a reasonable path in some way shape or form so here's my plan and why I'm sick and tired of Brutally slow growth in an economy because the government has become blatantly too big for its own good. When the government gets in the way of your and my life, it needs to get smaller. 21 or 22% of GDP is not even close to historical norms of 18%. Start right there. Big, bloated government, and they do it because they want to spend money. And they don't even spend their money. They spend our money. They spools' money. Fiscal irresponsibility in Washington is lunacy. Everyone balances a checkbook but them. And if you stay status quo, it's only going to get worse. So you need people that are solution-based, problem-solvers... To address it and be able to articulate in real time the message so it's priorities economy it's the economy stupid that's a bill clinton line never more true you know ever than today usually people vote their pocketbook are you truly better off than you were four years ago very few people that i know can say yes to that answer very few people economically like where we are and where that's going. Think about if you're a millennial and you just got out of college. Good luck finding that career job, right? What about a Gen Xer? Kind of stuck in that entry position, but you can't really step up? Can't get a better paying job, so therefore that first home, second home, kind of in a waiting thing? Are you still living with your parents? That's not an insult, by the way. It's kind of an economic reality. If you can't afford to move out, then you must stay in. That's not an attack on you for doing it. Sometimes we have to give you the ability to go get it. Well, if there aren't jobs out there, if there isn't a fight for your labor talent, I got a tip for you. Then the system is the problem, not you. But sometimes the system recreates itself. Let's combine some of these priorities. If you have one of the worst education systems on the planet, but you pay number one, you're economically worth, worth, worse off while you don't get the bang for buck educationally. What happens there? Then it ripples into inner-city poverty because you're not, you're not talented enough to go get a real job. If you can't get a real job, where do you tend to fall to go make your money? Things aren't very reputable or probably even legal. Now, crime gets a little worse and poverty gets a little worse because the education piece wasn't addressed. You have a harsh downturn in the economy, but the floodgates of immigration stay floodgate open and dilute the labor pool at a time when we need to dry up the labor pool and get wages turned around to go back up. That's insanity that dc allowed that to happen by the way on hillary clinton and president obama's watch that's a fact that's who controlled the immigration at a time when we need to turn around they let the floodgates stay wide open immigration of foreign nationals into the u.s was more important than the americans getting jobs fact you cannot debate that because there's a causality the more people you have in the labor force, the worse the wage market gets. The reason you have all this pandemonium, oh, $15 minimum wage. You know why you have that? Because they looted the labor pool so much. Had they backed off and just had some limitations of any kind on immigration. I didn't say don't immigrate. Limit it slightly. Tone it down. Go back to reasonable Levels as opposed to world class levels, it would have dried up on its own. You know what businesses do, right? They compete for talent. You want to hire someone at eight, you can't get them, so you pay them nine. Finally, get somebody. You can't get them for nine, you pay them ten. You just find a way. But you have to go get the talent, you have to get them in your door. You can't just not have bodies and stop a business. Nope. No wage inflation. Why? Because they open the floodgates of immigration. By the way, let's talk about immigration for a split second since we didn't cover this last night very well. The open border policy, there are a whole bunch of things wrong. There's one, it dilutes the labor pool, economic hit. Two, it's a national security risk. Number three, it's a cultural risk. And I'm someone who's studied immigration. There are three tenets of immigration that have always been true, Always. You need to be in good standing when you come here. You need to come and want to better our nation, not harm it. And number three, you agree to be assimilated into our culture. You become one of us, not vice versa. None of that is, means you have to forget where you came from. None of that. You should be giving anything up. You're coming here as a land of opportunity. You're coming here for the American dream. Why wouldn't you want to come here and become American and adjust to our cultural values? If you don't want to adjust to our cultural values, don't come. But somehow, the train came off the, the, the track when it comes to that. That's not racist. that's not that anti-religion it has nothing to do with that. that is none of what I said it was "ban everybody. That's not what I said. It's about priorities. That's the critical piece. You've got to pick your priorities. Sometimes doing nothing is the exact same thing as doing the opposite of what you want. Well, I don't like Trump, so I'm not going to vote. Okay, that's a vote for Hillary. I don't like Hillary. I'm not going to vote. It's a vote for Trump. That kind of mentality. So part of running as a protest vote, my ask of you is, Not only am I asking you to not vote for Chuck Schumer, I am asking you to write in John Jensen for U.S. Senate from the state of New York. If you're in New York, I'm asking for your vote, truly. And I'm also asking you to share this link and this information so other people you know can have the opportunity to hear me and vote for me. Because simply not voting for him isn't a loud enough voice. Last thing. You ever see the movie Bugs Life? The grasshoppers, the ants, the ants are terrified. You know, there are you know, a few grasshoppers, there are you know, a boatload of ants, all that kind of stuff. What happens at the very, very end? The ants have a little bit Of an epiphany. The ants go. Wait a second. There's more of us. Than you guys. You might be bigger and scarier. But there's a heck of a lot. More of us than you. So get out. Now. I know it's a silly analogy. Because it's an animated movie. But there's a little truth in that. In what New York kind of needs. We're being run by the elite, establishment, career politicians. These are people that don't breathe the same air as us. They do not drink the same water as us. They wear suits that cost more than your mortgage payment. They take money from the financial institutions and Wall Street. And this is Schumer, by the way. that create wealth for the 1% and 2% while leaving Main Street behind. Look around your neighborhood. Look around any strip mall in the area of where you live. And ask yourself, are the homes up for sale? Are the stores up for lease? And ask yourself, how good is the economy in New York really? Ask yourself, when's the last time he made tax decisions for me and relieve my burden? As opposed to go fight for Corporate tax reform, which is what Schumer stands for. Does he make good decisions at the federal level? Things like, you know what? Our educational system is broken. The federal system doesn't work. You know what? Let's take away the Department of Education, keep an advisory panel very streamlined, shove everything back to the states, and let the states make great decisions for the kids who are in fact the future of this country and let the states individually tweak it for what's best for their state you don't give anything up you just eliminate a whole bunch of bureaucracy at the federal level and put the money back where it belongs in the desks and the classrooms for the kids and let's get from being worst to best in education but that's going to take a dramatic shift it's not going to take the status quo Economically, I don't know how you could raise taxes in a slow-growth economy. Think it through. Never, ever in the history of our economy has anyone ever raised taxes, and the economy has gone faster because of it. It doesn't ever happen. The opposite is true. When you raise taxes, there's less money to go around. So what happens? It slows an economy down we're growing at less than one and a half percent on the average you can't get a lot slower than that we need to excite an economy to increase labor wages and the middle class and put some oomph back in our life that's what i'm asking you to do vote for change vote john jensen as a write-in for u.s senate of new york god bless